0: Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful, and aligned from the inside out. Hello and welcome. So today I'm going to be talking to you about the journey of the soul or the adventure of you. So this podcast was actually brought to you by inspiration from a song. Uh, the song is called Adventure of Me and it's by Rob Ricardo. So I was actually outlining a outline for a podcast that I was going to do today, to record today. Um, and while I was writing that outline, I was listening to this song and I felt such inspiration from the song that I just felt like it was really alive within me to just completely switch directions. <laughs> Um, and so I, I'm sure that I'm actually going to be covering some of what I was already planning on talking about, which is this idea of this thing I call the void space or the space of the unknown in life when you're kind of jumping from one thing to another or when you're in that in between, right? Because it's still super relevant to the conversation around the adventure of you. So yeah. So I guess I want to start first. Now I don't have an outline, so, which is not actually a very uncommon thing for these podcasts. If you listen by now, you probably have figured that out. Um, but I guess I want to first start with with a quick grounding breath, actually, to really get you more in your body. I know many people who listen to podcasts listen while they're like multitasking. And so, just for a few breaths, I just want to invite you to stop whatever you're doing, unless, of course, you're driving a car. Um, if you are driving a car, which is probably much the only time I multitask, I actually love listening to podcasts and like just sitting and listening, as if I'm reading a book. I do not actually love multitasking. Um, I, I have done it. I do it very, very well. I've done it most of my life. Right? I have four kids. I have several jobs i right i have all of the things so multitasking like helps the world go round however i have found especially as i get older and older that it really just makes me like not fully present and alive and just drains my energy in a way that actually being present to the things in my life and making time and space for that one thing does not so The one time I do multitask and listen to podcasts is when I'm driving. So if that is you, long story to say, if that is you, um, you are more than welcome to just take some deep breaths and actually notice the breath going through your body and still, of course, being aware of the actual driving. So I'm just going to invite you to, you know, close your eyes if you're able to. And just really take that deep breath in. And really just allow that breath to nourish you in a way that most of your breathing probably doesn't. Allow that breath in to just fill you in a way that most of your inhales probably don't. Because they are unconscious and you're doing other things, so... And when you're exhaling, just fully releasing. For some of you, that might cause an increase in relaxation. But just really dropping into your body and into this now moment, right? And so I'm actually not going to... Record a meditation today, Um, but I just wanted you to drop into your body to see how you feel when I ask you some of the questions I'm about to ask before I kind of go on my journey with you. And really to see what lights up inside of you, because I know the questions that I'm about to ask are going to cause some sort of energy and motion inside of you, or some emotion, right? Something inside of you will light up, constrict, or do whatever it's going to do. And if you're not actually present to that space inside of your body, you'll miss it. The more, I talked about this in the last podcast, but the more we show up for our bodies, the stronger and louder that communication gets. So really my intention for this podcast is for you to connect, and really all of my work, is for you to connect a bit deeper to that feeling, that emotion, that energy emotion inside of you. So the questions that came to me and these are written down this is what I have written down for this podcast so the questions that are really alive for me right now really by listening to the song and reflecting on as always the theme for the week in what I have been working with women with are this so what does it look like and more importantly deep in that space inside of your body, what does it actually feel like to follow your own tune? Right? If possible, maybe you're like, what the heck does that even mean? Like maybe there's some brain chatter (laughs) that comes up around that question. That would be really normal. And so just allowing yourself to be in the unknown, in the space of void, and not know what I actually mean by what does it mean to follow your tune, but actually just to feel inside what lights up with those words inside of your body. When you ask yourself, what does it look like to follow my own tune? What does it feel like inside when you feel just totally free, just totally free inside when you're feeling free and loving and accepting all parts of yourself what does that feel like inside and again no judgment here but have you ever even experienced that or something close to that probably many of you will get memories of childhood Maybe not many of you will get current memories. Again, no judgment, just feeling the relationship, what's moving inside of you. So what does it feel like to be a full yes in your body to any situation or experience that comes up? Like, what does it feel like to be a full yes? And what does it feel like to be a no, but do it anyways? Because you have to, because you should, because there are expectations that you put on yourself or others. Again, not judging, just like, what does that feel like? And then also, what stories come up to not living a life in full yes mode? Like, what, th- what does that bring up inside of you? You can't because. What does it feel like to be aligned with and have your outer world reflect your inner world? What does it feel like for you to be adventurous? What does adventure, like what feeling does that feel inside of you? It might not be a positive one for some of you. It might be really exciting. I don't know. All of these, there's no right or wrong, obviously, to any of these questions. It's just what is alive for you right now when I ask those questions. So I encourage you to, you know, these podcasts are supposed to be great for you to grow and learn and get some nuggets. If you felt any real resonance to that. Um... Just go back and maybe listen to those questions again and do some journaling if that is a thing for you. So, when I look back at my own life, it has really been a big journey of adventure, right? There has been so much adventure in my life. And it's kind of funny because I would have said as a kid that I was a pretty fearful little piglet, right? Using the like poo analogy, I would say I was more of like a piglet. I'm definitely an introverted person um, and I was afraid of many, many things. And so the fact that I have found myself on a path of an adventure, and I would say all of our lives are adventures. It doesn't matter if you've been and seen and done many things, but just reviewing your life, it is a journey and it is an adventure. And sometimes on that journey, there have definitely been times in my life where I felt stuck or felt lost Felt alone. Felt like I was doing something wrong. In fact, the biggest thing for me is times in my life when I was living based on what I thought I should be living, based on, like, all of the people around me. Like, culture with the big C and then culture with the little C. Like, family culture. Rather than what my soul connection was saying. And that was actually quite a, a little chunk of my life there. I was experimenting I guess on my journey on what it would be to live life based on what others wanted me how they how they wanted me to be in my life what their expectations were of me how they saw me and then how I was going to respond to that and I don't know that I was in fact I know that I was not fully aware of that at the time um, it was only through doing a lot of reflection and deep inner work on the how I was out of alignment that I really realized that I was living a life based on other people's ideas rather than my own true soul calling soul feeling soul connection and I'm not saying that that's bad like that was part of my journey I don't look back and regret that I just it is it is part of my story and I would say I am not alone in this story. In fact, I know I'm not alone because i that's who I work with, right? In fact, this week, actually, the thread of experiences that I've been working with women um, have been around like that following what their heart, soul, and intuition knows and releasing the stories and thoughts. That's the biggest. Releasing the thoughts on why they shouldn't. So I'll give you one example. I had one woman speak to me about a decision that she was trying to make. And really this woman knew. Like she came to me as if she didn't know and she wanted help making this decision, right? Which really that's not my role anyways. It's just to point out what you already know, Right sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? Just like I didn't know when I was younger that I was living my life that way. So it's like about showing a mirror, I guess. I often think of myself as a mirror. So this woman already knew and it was very easy for her to say yes. In her heart, she was a full body yes. Her body and heart were saying 100% yes. And then what she actually came to me and she probably didn't realize at the time, was the working through of her head. Because in her head, she kept hearing the idea from her dad that, and this is a full grown 40 some year old woman, and she is not alone in this because I have heard the same voices in my head. She was hearing in her head that this decision that she was making, that it wasn't responsible. And she recounted a story of her own dad actually having been doing his like heart path, his full body yes, and something changed in their life and so he needed to quote unquote do the responsible thing and he made a different decision and a change in his life because he thought that that was the responsible thing and that that's what he should do and that that's what, again, probably the culture around him, maybe his own parents, right, And so I was leading her through this somatic experience, which means actually getting out of the head and fully feeling her yes. So if you are new to somatic body experiencing, it's basically having someone lead you deep inside and then lead you into those emotions and then letting those emotions, really giving voice to those emotions. So it's a very different experience than thinking and creating a response or creating a decision based on a thought pattern. Not saying that thoughts or the mind is bad in any ways, right? Mind, body, spirit, all total together. But thoughts can be super, super tricky in that way. In fact, actually, so can feelings. Feelings can be very, very tricky too. Like the feeling of being afraid sometimes will tell people like, oh, that means I shouldn't do this, when really that's just like a growth edge. There's a very big difference between a growth edge and between actual like, this is going to push me into a place that I really shouldn't be in. So that's really maybe a whole different podcast and I maybe even will write that down growth edge versus fear right those are two very very different things and I'll probably do a podcast and or a meditation to talk more about that so this woman, when I was doing the somatic body experience was a full yes I mean she was a yes before she ever got there. I think she even she, I know she even could tell her heart was a hundred percent yes her whole body was screaming yes right And so what helps us and the reason why I do somatic this this kind of work is because it helps that experience, that full body, full body, no hesitation experience in her case is what helps us override those thoughts and stories that start to sneak in. So again, not saying that the thoughts or mind is bad, especially when making decisions. There's a time and a place and it's part of the process. But what happens in a culture that values rationality, a culture that values science and all the other things that are quote unquote provable and quote unquote seen as well as a culture that so badly wants to control all the things all the time, is that we have lost touch with or become in balance with this other beautiful part of us. The part that doesn't always make sense. The part that doesn't always feel responsible, which I would argue would look very different to different people. Like what responsibility is. Just like success can look very different. So there's like the cultural standard of what success is and I would argue that that is I don't know material material success again not judging that but that is like success is how many dollars you have in a bank how many things you can do that sort of thing whereas and I talked about this maybe in my last podcast reframing success for me because that success didn't feel very aligned inside of my body that success made me feel very stressed and that's because it's not what success actually is to me and so realigning with what success is to me made me feel really successful and feel, made me feel really great, right? Um, and so getting back to that story, her full body yes was this decision. She already knew the decision. So it was just really getting her into her own experience of that decision and getting her out of her head. Right. And so I do have to say that sometimes working with people, they're fully but bod- full body yeses, their head will say yes, but their body will say no. Right. And so it's just about finding the congruency between the two. It's, it's often like that idea that, um, or that experience of you think this would be the best thing. So maybe I'll give you my own experience this week. So this opportunity came up for me for a move, uh, like a physical move based on a actual, my husband and I want to start a permaculture farm and currently are starting it in our own backyard, right? And so the grander vision is this is like on a large scale. And so the opportunity was presented to us to basically have that handed to us. Right. Logically, the thought process is why the hell would you turn that down? Right? Why would you turn something down? And so my head was doing all that. Why would you? Why would you? Because in my body, in my heart, in my soul, speaking to again, like you can call it a higher self, you can call it intuition. I I speak to God at this time in my life. I wouldn't have said that before, but right now it is definitely God that I communicate with and pray to and the receiving of my body and that wisdom was a full body no that is not in resonance with you do not take that opportunity something else will come and so you might see that as crazy and so what I see happening to so many women and that's just two of the many stories that have come my way this week where there's been major decisions needing to be made And there's either a yes or a no inside, but then the the thought process will take over, right? Again, not that the thought process is not part of the picture, but often, even in my case, the thought process was trying to control this perfect reality. In the end, it's not really, it doesn't resonate. And that term resonance is just something that I don't know that I can define because it's something you got to feel right? And so I have done work for years and years about getting in my body and resonating with the inside and creating a world outside that feels how I feel inside, right? So what I see happening to women is that we often end up in this box. We want to be, I don't know, the perfect mom or the best mom or the best friend and like on and on and on, right? We want to be seen in a certain way and so we want to show up in that way even if it doesn't feel like very alive to us and by that i mean kind of this idea or this saying really like if someone asks you how life is you're like oh it's fine i feel fine and in reality you're just going through the emotions of this existence right you're just going through the motions of this existence Because fine, at some point along the way, and normally in the middle part of life, so that's what I'm mostly working with women in their 40s, early 50s, it's no longer going to, it doesn't work for us, because things begin to wake up inside of it. Normally, it's really big emotions, or possibly female complaints, so like physical symptoms. Because we no longer fit this box anymore, and our soul is really begin to stir inside of it, And it isn't always recognized as that, right? It's often like pushed off and like labeled as this midlife crisis. It's like taking the power out of what's actually trying to come alive inside of you. And so to me, it's that midlife awakening, that moment, that period that really wants you to awaken to your inner self, to align from your inside out and Sometimes, and I think people get a glimmer of it. Well, first of all, we don't always do this because we don't see it. We are in this culture that says, that always denies women's experiences, right? Our, the power of our experience. Oh, your intuition, like that's not really a thing. Or, oh, it just kind of just doesn't really support and honor and value kind of like the more feminine parts of, of life right? Whether you're a man or a woman. So I think that for some women, they actually do recognize it, but they know that the process is going to be really messy. And it takes a little bit of bravery to show up to that process. Because we often want to just like, again, we're sold this culture of quick fixes, right? It's happening right now. A quick fix is happening. And we don't want to actually jump to we want to like jump to a new version of ourselves, or jump to a new identity of ourselves. a new job needs to be waiting for us rather than for us to just recognize that this job doesn't work and be in that void space right and and again I'm not saying like you know I don't ever counsel women or talk to women about just quit your job for some women, it needs you need to be working on the new thing while we're in the old thing. And for some of us, and this is me, it's like like really fierce adventure nature, I guess. I just jump. And I'm not saying that that's always the nicest feeling. It often can be really messy. I don't even know if I recommend it. But that is my life. That is how I live my life. And um, it's gotten me this far, right? <laughs> it's not always what I counsel people, though, to do. So the point is that we want this new relationship, new new identity, new something that fits us better because we know this box doesn't fit, but we don't always want to do the work to go through that breakdown and reclaim and rebuild from the inside out. So what does that reclaiming and rebuilding look like? I mean, it looks like a lot of Sometimes it looks like looking at your past, right? Or going towards your inner child. I do a lot of inner child work. I have done a lot of inner child work with myself. It's like things that can bring stuff up. It's like rooting, re or maybe weeding, right? So you got to pull some weeds along the way. And sometimes that work is hard. It's about reorganizing life to actually show up for yourself. And some people don't want to do that. There's all sorts of reasons why we don't want to do this work. Um, and it's messy. And really, what I find is when we're in this place, we're really in this this void space. We're in this space of like unknown, and this space can feel really scary to some people. Like I want to honor that, and I, I have to say, even though I'm the adventurer who jumps, it freaking feels petrifying, like petrifying. And it can also feel really freeing at the same time. So this void space can be both a freeing and to be held and free at the same time. And so just on a a total programming note, I just wanted to let you know, I've decided to start doing a weekly meditation as well as these like talking podcasts. Um, I was going to do them kind of at the same time, but I think I'm actually going to record them separately. And so the first one is going to be up on Sunday of this week, and it's gonna be guiding you into that space of void. So really like, again, talking about that experience. So being in that experience, because I find that the experience is so much more powerful than the mind. And what I actually find in the experience, when I drop into the experience of my body, that is when my mind is really, really useful. That is when my mind comes alive with memories that are perfect for that time in healing. That is when my mind comes alive with like actually aha moments and thoughts and clarity. It is in a very, like your mind drops into, in that state of being in your body, your mind drops into different brain waves actually. And it is in that state that clear, clear and clarity comes through. Right, and so yes, on Sunday I will be dropping a meditation. Probably every Sunday, although I can't promise it. There will be some sort of meditation. And they're probably going to be labeled as beyond the noise. And then I'll talk about beyond the noise. And then this one will be in the void space or something. So check that out if you're interested in them. Um, And I also might put them up on YouTube too. So I think... I want to end this podcast I was writing about this funnily enough I was already writing about this probably because it keeps coming to me um, in my interactions with women this week so I was really writing about this in my journal and I mean this is me being super vulnerable but I'm going to read a little bit in my journal of my journal because I felt like it was um, I felt like it was great like I, I tapped into something <laughs> So it says, when I step into that space, I feel like I fall into truth and everything else melts away. To me, this is falling into alignment, falling into the void, falling into God. I see people around me searching and asking for questions, needing to make a decision, and I ask them to enter and choose from expa- expansion and center and connection. Then their thoughts all race and they put up barriers. It brings up fears. It brings up past unconscious emotions. The same happens to me. The choice is something the mind tries to figure out. But with that comes so much other baggage. Like when we step into that voice and meet our higher self or the space of knowing. It is so clear even though it may not be the choice we think. And even though it might not be the choice we want to make. And as I write this, a song begins to play, and it is the perfect words for what I write. This is from Trevor Hall. Can you step inside this doorway and tell me, love, how does the dreamer inside you show her face? They say my words are empty and out of touch, but I know the language of this place. It reminds me to trust in the unseen, trust in what is known in our hearts over and over again move that void space, move into that expansion. So what keeps us in these spaces? Habits? Lack? Lack of trust? Lack of experience of things working out? Lack of trust in a higher power? Controlling. Not willing to feel uncomfortable. So what helps people actually step into this space? Often a breakdown. And honestly, for me, it was definitely a breakdown. Support. Seeing other people and how they come alive. Experience of that connection that is so undeniable. Being brave. Giving the self-love. And continually coming back over and over to the truth and to the feeling. So... That is really what I want to leave you with, that when you tap in, I know, I know the thoughts. I see them in others, I hear them in myself, and I also know that the deeper and deeper you go inside to that void space, to that space of expansion, to that space of heart where the mind actually becomes clear in its offerings rather than judgmental or pushes or controls or you hear other people's voices when you actually step into that space that is where the inner world lights up and then the outer world is created that is in alignment and that actually feels like a life that is an adventure a life that feels really full in a very different way than being busy Right. Often people say, and I just heard this weekend, a bunch of women were saying how busy and full life is. And I thought, wow, my life used to be like that. And now my life just feels full from a very different way. And I'm not saying it can't be both. Maybe that could be not. That's not my experience. And so if you're out there and you're listening and you're in the middle of some big choice, as so many of us are right now, I just encourage you to tap into your body, maybe tune into the meditation that's coming, reach out to me. This is the work I do with people. I do three session packages. I also do for bigger life things. I do a midlife awakening and it is a big journey that I guide women through. So you can find me at soulmidwifejulie.com and we can have a chat if this work and seems to resonate with you and you'd like more support or guidance. So thank you once again for listening and make sure you tune back in and check out that uh, meditation that's coming out soon. I hope everybody's going to really enjoy these. Um, I enjoy doing them. So either way, it'll be a win-win. All right, everyone. Thanks and see you next week. Bye.